What's up, guys? This is Aaron from the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we will decide amongst um, three of us who won the week in WWE, the Raw brand, the SmackDown Live brand. We will discuss um, kind of the status of the Cruiserweight Classic and who we see doing well moving forward. We are going to be discussing who we feel the gold medalist would be if several key wrestling um, skills and talents were Olympic events, who would be the gold medalist out of the current crop of talent, not just in WWE, but across the board uh, amongst all active wrestlers because the Olympics just started in Rio this weekend. But before we get into that, um, word broke this morning as I was getting ready to produce and upload this episode that Shelton Benjamin is no longer returning to WWE at this time. He was uh, advertised to come to the SmackDown Live brand. Uh, his the first promo aired on the first official live show following the draft, but he announced on Twitter early this morning that he's going to need rotator cuff surgery. I'm going to read the string of tweets here. It says, I am both disappoint- disappointed and saddened to announce that due to a serious shoulder injury, a serious injury to my shoulder, I will not be returning to WWE at this time. For now, I will have to put pro wrestling to the side as I prepare to undergo surgery to repair my torn rotator. This comes as a shock to me as I am no stranger to performing while in pain, yet I had no idea of the severity of my condition. For now, I must refocus my energy on repairing my body and mind. I'm CagesideSeats.com is where I'm reading the report from. And they kind of projected that it might have been part of his physical that he had to pass before signing that revealed the severity of the injury. This is definitely terrible news because they they are in great need of an upper mid-card to main event talent to kind of flesh out the rest of the roster on SmackDown. Um, it just feels like kind of a thin main event scene. You're going to have Dean and Dolph. You're probably going to end up having... I'm just speaking about the, the the world title over there, the WWE Championship. You'll have Dean and Dolph at SummerSlam and maybe moving forward. I would like to think you're going to get Dean and AJ, maybe Dean and Baron Corbin, and then I'd like to think we'd get a version of Dean and John Cena, assuming Dean Ambrose retains the title through all that. And I think he should. I think you really need to continue building him up at the moment. But... Maybe Dolph could take the title for a little bit. We'll see. But my main point is that we need some bigger talents, some more well-known stars to add some star power to the SmackDown brand. And I think that's going... Shelton Benjamin would have been a perfect candidate for that. There's still other guys out there, guys that are well-established, like MVP, like Carlito, guys that have been rumored to come back. I would love to see Kurt Angle brought in if just for working with American Alpha. I think we all kind of salivated that, but... Definitely terrible news. We wish Shelton Benjamin nothing but the best. He's a performer that everyone on this podcast respects greatly. And we really, really, really were looking forward to seeing him and hope that when he has recovered successfully from this shoulder surgery, and we all know that he will, that he will still have the ability to sign that WWE contract and make that return. I think it would only make his return more exciting for fans, knowing that we're going to be behind him 100% on his road to recovery on the surgery. Um, Something to note, I thought I saw his age this morning was like 41. So, you know, that's a pretty serious injury to have at that age, especially in this line of work. But again, he's one of the most athletic people we've ever seen do it. 
in the squared circle. So very confident Shelton can definitely overcome this injury and move forward. I mean, Randy Orton just did it too. He had a shoulder injury again, and he came back. So if he can do it, you know, he's not that far behind in age from Shelton. I, I think he can do it. So um, shouts out to Shelton Benjamin. We wish you nothing but the best. And on your road to recovery from torn rotator cuff, know you can do it. Without further ado, here is our episode for the weekend. Who won the week between Raw and SmackDown, Cruiserweight Classic, and Wrestling Olympic Gold Medalists, if that was a thing. Here we go. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. All right, welcome back to another episode of the BGB Show. This is Aaron here, um, getting you started with your weekend, or I guess continuing your weekend because it's Saturday. Um, I'm here with Mr. Silly Salas. We're both watching the um, the men's basketball team, the U.S. men's team, playing China in the Olympics, and we're uh, winning pretty handily right now. Who are you most impressed with on the U.S. men's team as we watch this, Marcellus? Uh, you know what? I'm kind of impressed with Carmelo. Me too. And not to the fact, not to the fact that you know. He's. I mean, not the fact that he's, this is fourth Olympics. It's just the fact of his leadership and how he's just controlling the team. You can just see the veteran presence that we has with this team, and I didn't even realize that. It's like ten first-time Olympians yeah. in this squad, and that's really a lot for for a U.S. team. And, and as Melo shoots right there, almost hit that shot. Yep. But I'm just really impressed with how he's leading. Yeah, me too. I would I would say the same thing. He hit a lot of shots in the first quarter, and um, yeah, no Kobe and no LeBron. This has been a little weird, but. We're off to a good start. My man Jimmy Butler's been in, which oh, is yeah. good. Um, so on the weekend episode, we started this last week, and we'll continue it this week. We're going to hit you with our thoughts uh, just to kind of wrap up the week and get prepared for next week. Which brand in WWE won the week? Was it Raw or was SmackDown better? And then after that, and I'm surprising Mr. Silly Sellis with this as we record, this is what we're going to talk about after that. I have listed 10 events for if wrestling was an Olympic sport. And we're going to decide who the current gold medalist would be from any company in the world. They have to be an active performer. Okay. You good with that? Okay. I'm good with that. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> but first off, um, which brand won the week, Raw or SmackDown, in your opinion? Tell us why. Uh, this, this is a hard one um, because I did have some high and lows on both shows. But mm-hmm. actually, I'm going to have to give it to... Um, Raw being the better show for the week, and it was by a small margin because I was kind of disappointed with Raw a little bit because it seemed like some of their stuff had dr- drug out. Like, for example, that opening segment between Enzo, Sasha, uh, Charlotte, and Chris Jericho, even though it had some highlight moments, you could tell they had to at least go 20 minutes before they even had the match. And to me, segments do not need to go 20 minutes no. before any type of fighting. But then when I saw SmackDown, it seemed like SmackDown rushed too much to try to get so much things in. And they had, I think, a couple of instances where you had uh, segments where they were like botch segments. They were like, oh, we're about to have a match. No, we're not having a match. And then even with um, the segments that Renee Young has, 
that tries to bring a little sport element or sports center live looking theme, those didn't go over well for me. It seemed like those were botched a little bit. So I can understand the planning that SmackDown was doing, but it was still very, very elementary in how to organize their time yet, even though they have a better two hour frame. So I, I would give it to Raw um, as far as the things that they did throughout the show that were positive that will give them the win this week. Do you think with SmackDown, once we start? Well, I guess once they start figuring out what they're doing differently than Raw, because they're definitely trying a lot of things, like you said, the Sports Center type desk, and even the cold mm-hmm. open with Shane and Daniel Bryan, they got like three different storylines kind of kicked into gear for the show within the span yep. of about four minutes, which I I really liked that it was different, it was fresh, kind of like how they kind of they walked out backwards into the arena last week. Um, yep. But um, do you think SmackDown eventually will kind of find its niche and its um? What elements make it different from Raw? I'm, I'm hoping because I am a SmackDown boy. Like I literally love SmackDown. I mentioned this before to you in in private talks and on the podcast that I I still record SmackDown every week just in case I miss it. I don't do that with Raw because I'm I'm just interested to see is there something that I can see that shows a good side of wrestling that you just can't get on Raw. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that was a positive is selling stories like a Dolph Ziggler. And this Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose type of storyline, even though it has to build up on people, it has the chance to do something very special where you get a chance to upload mid-carters, that you would say, into their own show where they can have a, a decent championship run. When SmackDown used to do this back in the early 2000s, that's why we had some great champions with Booker T and, and Batista, even Mr. Kennedy and MVP, they were legitimate mid-carders that had great feuds with The Undertaker and Kane during those times that were that were classics on SmackDown. Even Eddie Guerrero, he had some great SmackDown runs. So I'm hoping that's what SmackDown would do if they're trying to bring new world contenders up, that they'll use that show to build them up. Well, yeah, with NXT loading all their talent into the main roster, and that's only going to continue. You have five hours of prime TV during the week. Why not Absolutely. maximize the opportunity to make more stars and ergo make more money? Um, I'm actually going to give it to SmackDown with the slight edge this week. And specifically, I'm doing that because I really enjoyed the Dolph Ziggler storyline. In one night, mm-hmm. and even in one promo, if you look at the beginning of the show, they made mm-hmm. me care about Dolph Ziggler for the first time in about two years. I don't think I've cared about Dolph Ziggler since the five-on-five um Team Cena versus Team Authority thing at Survivor Series when Sting debuted. That was the Good last point. time I think I cared about Dolph. And they made him seem legit, which was the whole storyline was if people considered Dolph legit for the title or not. I'm right. also interested moving forward considering Bray and then Eric Rowan attacked both of the world title picture people. The end of SmackDown, do you, maybe Bray will end up being involved in that match at SummerSlam, make it a triple threat. I can only assume that's where it might be headed because... Why else would you splinter Bray off to this and then not give him a SummerSlam match? You know what I mean? True. Very true. And um, I also really enjoyed the stuff with the women. Again, they're progressing a lot of women's storylines as we head into the advent of a second women's title, which was announced. I love the Eva segment. I the Eva it. segment was great. My wife hated it, and that's why it worked. She, she really mm-hmm. doesn't like Eva Marie. <laughs> She's sitting over here next to me laughing right now. Um, uh, Eva was great. I like that Natty's becoming relevant again. I think putting her with Carmella is a really great start for Carmella's um, time on the main roster. And then I also really like seeing American Alpha. I don't know who in the world is supposed to be competing with them outside of maybe the Usos. The tag division's mm-hmm. so thin. I, I'm kind of thinking 
with some of these new tag teams in NXT, I think it's time for the revival to get brought up onto the main roster and go to SmackDown. And um, it'd be great. It would be great. But overall, I like SmackDown better. Two Chains just joined us. Hi, Two Chains. Hello. Just real quick, as we round out this first half of the episode, who won the week for you, Raw or SmackDown? Uh, draw. Do you say draw or raw? Draw. I don't recall me as I recollect right now. I don't recall me ultimately feeling like one show was particularly really good. Okay. I think Wednesday won it. I think Wednesday won it. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite match on the CWC this week? I haven't finished it yet, but you can I mean, spoil away. It's fine. I have to say that the creative on the match, the lineups for the nights is ridiculous. How each match goes gets better and better, and that works. Very uh, true. Johnny Gargano and uh, uh, Tommaso matches was was bananas. I have, that's the one thing I, I was on vacation this week. That's the one thing I have not seen yet, but I'm, I enjoyed seeing the two of them kind of step up to revival on NXT. That was like a double great night for those two guys. Classic. It was a classic, instant classic. And like two chains in, I'm going to just add to it. It's just like you started with a fun match that led to a great technical match. And that led to ultimately a, a main event style match between a storyline that you felt between tag team partners mm-hmm. that just boiled, boiled over into the ring and that's the, the great appreciation of uh, wrestling that we always appreciate the great storytelling can you tell a story with two guys in the ring and for these guys not even to be introduced in WWE at all well barring they had the little segment on on uh, NXT right before even though uh, CWC was recorded prior to that um, it, it was just great to see how they could tell a story without even body knowing who they are knowing they were tag team partners and just the Oh, the storytelling in that match is great. I'm really disheartened that Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Ibushi are not signing with WWE as of this recording. Really bummed out about it. But I think they're both going to just increase their value on the indies a lot longer anyways. Right. Who's going to win this thing? Uh, I haven't read any spoilers, so I don't know who advances next week or anything, but who's going to win? This is That's a hard question. I, I feel like Rich Swan. I love Rich Swan. Good. I feel like he's a good candidate to win. Um, Isn't he from your guys' neck of the woods too? Isn't he from Maryland or something? Yeah, it's from it's from Akakee. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, Akakee, Maryland. Um, I feel like he is a good candidate for the win because he's not the one person that everybody's projecting to win. Yet he's the most. Uh, he's a household name in a performance center and among other stars. Um, big enough name, big enough name to the ones that search out for, but not a big enough name as far as his resume. He'd get over so quick in that raw to cruiserweight division too, wouldn't he? Oh, he would. He would. Yeah, he has, he has great charisma. Um, and I'm not sure if that's just, you know, uh, based upon the talent that he's around and wanting to elevate it more. Mm-hmm. It just has a sense of, he has a sense of hunger that, you know, he wants this. Yeah. This means a lot to him instead of the establishment of, like, you guys know who I am. Yep. You know, stuff like, something like that. What about you, Marcellus? Who's winning this thing? I'm a huge Cedric Alexander fan. Yeah. I would love to see him go deep. Um, Doesn't he face Ibushi in the next round? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like That's an Whoops. <laughs> right. It's like you just got That's trapped like you. into the wrong side of the bracket. Yeah. 
But I said, that's like you want the Toronto Raptors to win the NBA championship, and then they went across the uh, Cavaliers. You're just like, oh, yeah. Exactly. No, that didn't go that's so well, it. did it? That's not happening. Some other but, names I want you guys to consider are um, – I really like Tazawa. I'd never seen him work before until this tournament. He was uh-huh. very hard hitting. Uh, Grand Metallic has signed a deal with WWE, so I'm assuming they're going to put over ultimately whoever is going to be with them long term. So something to consider right. there too. Um, but if Abushi can sign with them before the final, don't I mean I would think it has to be Abushi, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I think I'm actually on a, I'm actually on the opposite end of you. I feel like people that have signed already. Um, are not going to be the ones to win. I feel like they want to, and especially since they already debuted on NXT for whatever particular reason. Yeah. Um, I feel like those are the people off the radar. I feel like it has to be somebody that um, needs the CWC win to solidify who they are. I, I like to think of it sort of say uh, it's like you want to know why Burr Corbin is so relevant on the main roster because right. they like to do that, that he wants to the Andre the Giant before him. So I feel like this person has to be somebody that um, is obviously ready, um, needs a little bit of fan push. So you give them, you give them an accolade such as this to say like, okay, well this person we have the confidence and the creative have the confidence behind them. The mm-hmm. play has the confidence behind them, but the fans don't know who he is. So we introduce him as this is the CWC winner, you know. <laughs> so get behind him because he beat the. He beats the names of such other indie stars mm-hmm. that's already established or already have, you know, one on NXT. I mean, whoever has uh, already debuted on NXT has, you know, has beat them or whatever, stuff, something like that. Yeah. And I look at his road, too. I don't think he has a, a giant big name he's running against. That's what. That's why my favorite with Cedric Alexander is like, you know, I don't, as much as I like Cedric Alexander, I feel like, Koto Ibushi is clearly the one that they want to, you know, Push up. Seth is going to win, but yep. not going to win. He's going to ultimately put over the winner, the real winner. I mean, you might as well, if, if someone's not signing with you, you might as well have them put him over because, like, I don't know, that's wrestling. If you're on your way out, you put the guy over. Um, exactly. I also, I, I hope, I, he didn't win his first match, but I hope that they sign Kenneth Johnson. He's been my favorite out of everybody uh, so far. He, 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 uh, so sympathetic in the ring. He's so, like, you just want the guy to win so bad. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan um, tweets about him as well. and uh, He's great. Commentary about him doing, doing the match. It is really hard to go against somebody like that. Just That's why TJ Perkins is another person. That mm-hmm. like, oh, oh man, good like, point. Very talented. Yes. I mean, there's so much story behind this guy that you're just like, please give him a fair chance. Yeah. You know what's, you know what's funny about this, though? All these people that we're talking about have, have are getting chances, period. All well, of yeah. A type of platform. And we don't get that in the WWE. I mean, I don't know if this is what SmackDown's all about now. While we just like, man, I wish Ziggler would finally get over. And then it happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we... I, I don't know if this is automatically the, the instant gratification that we that we give to the CWC competitors because you're just like, man, I heard about this dude. He's from blah blah blah. I cannot believe I'm seeing him on TV. Man, right. I hope they give him a chance. But wait, they are giving him a chance because this indie steps. Uh oh, we might have lost two teams there. For WWE Network that you can watch over and over and over. At can you that. say? Can you say your last point again? You cut out a little bit there, buddy. I said that um, 
you know, this person that's working in whatever gym or rec center around whatever area, they, you know, as a fan, you're like, man, I wish they would just get a chance. But you actually think about it, they have gotten a chance because they're on a WWE network where we can watch over and over and over, no matter what. True. You know? Yeah. True. Call, call me a fanboy or not, but, you know, when I when I want to go back and see one of my favorite wrestlers, Scooby-Doo Carrera, I can still go back and see him. Like, on the network. It sounds crazy, but I'm like, man, I used to love some of his matches. And like, Dean Malenko, some of those style of matches, you know, you know, you don't get to see that person anymore. So it's cool that a fan of somebody that we're going up with as they're getting hungry to get up on the main stage, we actually got a chance to go back and view them whenever we want. Yeah, it's it's kind of a recorded part of the main wrestling library history, I guess, if you will. That's a great point. Speaking of not getting a chance, man, Team USA is dunking all over China right now. Uh, this is oh this a show right now. It's a showcase. It's a showcase. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan can't make free throws, but he can sure dunk. Oh, yes, he can. Um, why don't we take a pause for the cause, and when we get back, we're going to bring you the Wrestling Olympics. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. And we're back. Uh, what we're going to bring you next is the Wrestling Olympics. If wrestling uh, had events in the Olympics, we're going to tell you who we think would be the gold medalist. This can be someone from WWE, TNA, ROH, the Indies, New Japan, uh, whatever. Cruiserweight Classic, you can kind of put whoever you want in there, but they have to be a current performer. You can't pick Ric Flair. He's retired. You can't pick Shawn Michaels. So without further ado, um, the categories, and I'm going to hey, give them t- Yeah. Hey, crew, uh, can we get a hashtag, why is wrestling in the Olympics? <laughs> oh, like, really? Well, I mean, I guess like... One of the, one of the original events in... No, but they, they I thought they were going to get rid of it, and then they didn't. Like, I thought wrestling was still in. I thought it was out this year. I don't know. Now I'm going to have to look into it. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I thought some of the Russian guys that got suspended first were for wrestling, but maybe I'm wrong. My buddy was like a Greco-Roman wrestler in high school, so I might, I'll might. i have to ask him. He would know because uh, he'll follow it. Yeah, I did, I, I did a little bit of research on the history of the Olympics. I didn't know, like, you know, it's one of the uh, four boxing wrestling, one of the four main uh, mm-hmm. wrestling, uh, uh, wrestling, one of the Olympic events before. And I definitely recall them saying they were going to take it out, but yeah, I don't remember if it was in this year. Well, I remember anyway, Kurt Angle know. was, like, campaigning for it on TNA because he had, like, save wrestling shirts or something. Right, right. Yeah. Um, right, right. But anyways, the ten events that I came up with, uh, we're going to go through in this order, but I just want to give them all to you now so you have time to think about it. Uh, okay. The super kickoff. The best super <laughs> kicker. Um, the best serious promo. The best comedic promo. The style exercise, which is who has the best ring attire. The drop kickoff, who has the best drop kick? Um, the entrance exercise, aerial attack, meaning anyone you know airborne moves, submission specialty, the overness exercise, who would be able to get the most over, and then the decathlon, which is the overall best wrestling performer currently. Okay. Um, we'll start with the super kickoff. Um, we'll go to you. We'll go to you first, too, James, because you're laughing. Because this is almost like 
mean, like, you know who you want us to say on this one. And I, just, I, I, I refuse to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to go get the grade. I'm going to say the Usos right now. Oh, my God. You are a shameful human being. What about you, Marcellus? I, I, I got to go Young Bucks. Uh, that's it. That's it. I can't choose one over the other. I'm going Young Bucks. Super kick party. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Here's, my, here's where I look at it. Um, if you super kick people in the face ten times in a match, how good of a super kicker are you if you can't get the pin after the first one? Well, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, please, don't get me started with how moves are deep. <laughs> Well, yeah. So I'm going to go with somebody who won a match this week with a super kick. I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler, who pinned Bray Wyatt after a super kick on SmackDown. Good call. That was my second one. That was yeah. good call. Um, oh. What's his name? Uh, what's his name in the CWC at the Unmasters? What is his name? I don't know. Um, impressive kicks. Okay. The next event is the best serious promo. People who make you invested in a match while being serious and non-comedic. Um, you guys mind if I go first on this one? Go first. Go right at it. I'm gonna go ahead and choose Bray Wyatt. He doesn't win as often as I think we'd all like, but I'm always very captivated by when the man speaks. And uh, he's, I don't, I can't remember a time where he's been comedic. So for that reason, I go Bray Wyatt here. Who do you want to go next? I don't care. You go next. Okay, I will say Kevin Owens. Um, I always think of his promos that he does, whether it's Sami Zayn, what he did at NXT. He always comes with a consistent performance that sells himself and is just a natural aspect of himself. So, I, I, I like you said, he might throw some comedic jokes with it, but he's always very serious with his promo. So, Kevin Owens is my choice. Okay. And two chains. Uh-oh. You're cutting out again, buddy. I'm uh, sorry. Did you say... Um, serious the, promo. Serious promo, but also serious in the ring, but just a serious promo. Just promo. Just Mike. Oh, oh, okay. I have to say, and this is way off the limb, this person has never been very serious, but as of the brand split, has been very serious to me in his promos, very serious to the point that I feel like he's getting over, and that's Keith Slater. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That last promo he cut. It was uh, good. On SmackDown. I was just like, okay, you're, you're entirely right, buddy. <laughs> like, everything you're saying is like, I you still around from this crew and this crew. And, you know, I was just like, you're right. You're definitely right. And I believe you. Like, the fans was like, like hold on, are we supposed to take him serious or not? They were cheering by, and I was like, so am I. So, yeah, on that note, on the serious promo, as, as of the brand's <laughs> Um, As a side note, because Jinder Mahal came back in a segment with him on Raw this week. Hey, yep. We saw Jinder Mahal at the hotel where WrestleCon yes, and ROH did. was. He was sitting there eating lunch, and no one was bugging him, and now he's back on national TV. How, yes, good on was. him. We didn't bug. I was going to co say hi, but he's like eating lunch. I'm not trying to be like that. But that was just – it's cool to see him back on TV. Don't hinder Jinder. That's what I have to say. Um, Absolutely. The best, com- the best comedic promo, whoever makes you laugh the most. I mean, 
you guys are going to have to convince me if you aren't going to pick Xavier Woods, who you're going to pick here. Oh, I can pick somebody different. Oh, boy. Well, Is I'm picking other, Xavier. Yeah. Somebody other than Xavier. I can pick somebody different. Okay. Oh, easy. I, got, I go first on this one. Well, I'm picking Xavier, so who are you picking? Hmm? How you doing? How you oh. Doing? See, like, he gets me hyped up more than he makes me laugh. Oh, it's so funny for him and Sasha Banks in the ring that day. <laughs> so you're picking Enzo. Who are you picking, Marcellus? Um, you know what? I will actually go with The Miz. The Miz actually entertains me or makes me laugh every time he does his promos because even though he comes off serious, anytime he has somebody that conflicts that promo, like what Triple H calling him a B-level star, or anytime he does little Miz TV segments, they make me laugh and they're entertained by him. So I would say The Miz. We'll give a we'll give a bronze medal to Dalton Castle also in this pro in this comedic promo category. I, I will like that. That sounds good to me. Shouts out to the boys who were security guards on SmackDown this week, too, in the Brock Lesnar oh, segment. Yeah. That was great. Um, the next one, the style exercise. Who has the best gear? Oh, this is hard. Can I go first on this one? It's go for though. it. Yeah. I'm a multiple and say that Sasha Banks has the best uh, clothes in the tire. Not only because, uh, shout out to her just getting married to the person she married who is a clothes designer but I feel like it's rare first of all I think her style is original I've never seen much of it and it also pays homage to original style and clothing wear so I think it's a high put that homage to one of her favorite so I think it's I think it's great I'm always I'm always dazzled by what she has on okay um Marcellus oh this is hard come come on come on you know what pause I'll take that no <laughs> okay, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll go. I, I was really thinking about this hard. I was thinking about everybody on different rosters that we have, and I will actually say Dalton Castle mm-hmm. because Dalton Castle, with his entrance, you know, I, I include that part of the attire, what you come and entering the ring with, in addition to what you wear actually in the ring. I think his gimmick that he has is actually very, very intriguing and stylish. So I would say Dalton Castle. The peacock robe is awesome. Live, if you've never seen it, yes. people. Um, I, I have a two-way tie on this one. I'm going to go with Charlotte because she has the best robes in wrestling right now. It's not even yep. close. I really like the blue one from WrestleMania that had parts of her dad's retirement robe, and I like the red one she's been wearing lately. And mm-hmm. uh, the the other gold medalist is going to be Kazuchika Okada from New Japan. I mm-hmm. really like oh. his gear that he wears with like the giant you know Rainmaker like around the neck type thing, and his robes are great too. So those, that's my two-way tie. Um, the next category is the drop kickoff. Who has the best drop kick right now? Yeah, I bet this one. I, can I go first with this one? Got it. Okay, I got a two-way tie. Okay. <laughs> the first, I will give it to Randy Orton. His drop kicks are amazing. He's had a, a great one for a long time. You're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, and the way he gets it, I mean, he's a legit 6'5", 6'6", and the way he can get up. But the, also... I'm going to give it to Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes' drop kicks are very impressive as well. And I'm also going to call the disaster kick a drop kick as well as a, as a cheap reference. Yes, I'm throwing, throwing some bonus to my favorite wrestler. So I would say it's not between Randy, o- Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes. Okay. I'm picking Okada here, and I don't think I have to explain myself too much here. No. Uh, I'm going to throw two names out there. Uh, one, I'm going to throw a stable, American Alpha. Mm, mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. of them very good elevation and uh, technique with it. 
Huh. The first, the first that stylist there to move as well. Okay. I will have to look out for him on SmackDown next time with the dropkick. I know he wrestled Orton this week. I kind of fast-forwarded through that match, though, because I wanted to see yeah. Brock. Um, I don't think we've seen anyone on that, but definitely on Battleground, you saw very Sure. They had a good match on Battleground, from what I remember. It was on the pre-show. Oh, my God, it was a good match. You know, you know, you know I've seen people call that match of the year candidate, and I said, you know what, that was a really good match. Ma- really good match. Year. I don't know about match year. of the year, but very good match, yes. It was very good. Right, right. I was afraid that people actually was, was, wasn't was so biased to think that of that type of match. You know? mm-hmm. Pre-show match, you like match of the year? <laughs> um, submission specialty event. Who's the best submission artist in the game right now? Uh, I would pick one of the guys that was in that CWC match because uh, I can't even think of the pale guy. Uh, from England. I can't think of his name. Uh, Jack Gallagher. Yes, he impressed me with his technical wrestling that he had in there. But the best submission specialist. Uh, ooh, this is this a hard one. I think Zack Sabre Jr.'s got to be in this conversation. Yeah. And um, my pick is going to be Kyle O'Reilly, I think. What would you say, two James? I said, those are my two picks right there. I like the Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's a bad dude. That was Yeah. Yeah, I might, I might have to think. That was the first time I'd seen Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle was on the CWC, and maybe that just shows that I don't watch as much stuff on the independents as I used to. But yeah. I, I, I believe he's saying the match of his and uh, was it Gargano that we posted on the page? I know, I oh, I didn't, I didn't watch it. Yeah. I got somebody different and just thought about that. Okay. Rusev. Rusev, as a submission specialist, especially <laughs> when he bends it back, that thing looks like it hurts so much. And by him being a big dude, of course, it looked like it hurts. So I'm going to say Rusev. Okay. Um, Ooh, I, I just remember when it came to drop kicks, I don't even know how we can bring up Moose. Jeez, yeah, man. Moose is legit. I've been enjoying him. I've actually been watching some TNA lately, and I enjoy I seeing too. Moose. Um, the Bomb for Glory tournament's been a lot of fun. Um, the second to last event is the overness exercise. Who could? Who's the best at getting over and staying over? Whether it's as a baby face or as a heel, either way. As a baby face, or as a heel. Gets a consistent reaction. Um, yeah, so that means there has to be somebody that has went both ways. Well, not necessarily, but just that they whatever reaction they're trying to garner, they achieve it consistently. Like, Roman Reigns can't count here. John Cena can't count here. Even Rollins can't. Because Rollins, Rollins, <clears throat> Rollins gets cheered as much as he gets booed. You guys were in that Shield match. You should know that. Yeah. Roman Reigns was the only one getting a consistent reaction there, but it was the opposite of what they were going for. Uh-huh. Uh, so that means Kevin Owens is out there, too. Kevin Owens out. I mean, Sami Zayn has got to be on the short list here, don't you think? Yeah. He Everybody cheers yeah. for Sami Zayn. Well, I guess that's not true, too, though, because when you wrestled Kevin Owens at Battleground, it was a 50-50. Right, it was. It was. If I had to go, I would say Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm going to be interested to see in Brooklyn how much Samoa Joe has the crowd on his side compared to Shinsuke. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Really, another good pick. Yeah, I'm going to go Shinsuke Nakamura, too, because everybody loves the guy. He's probably going to win the NXT title, and he's only been in the company for like four or five months. Right. Uh, 
say that Finn Balor can be I would. I would kind of agree with that, but I didn't think he got as lot of a reaction as I would have liked for him to get on Raw this week with his promo uh-huh. with Seth Rollins. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought. I would agree I with that. He, I thought he got uh, adequate moves when he fought Dark Yes. So. All right. Uh-huh. The last category: the wrestling decathlon. If you put all the tools together and it doesn't even have to be somebody that we had said for another category if just who puts all the tools together and is the overall best performer in wrestling right now like a lot of people would be like well you should pick Zack Sabre Jr. well not a lot of people know who he is he's not over on like a worldwide type thing and I think probably Zack Sabre Jr.'s focus is more in the ring than on the mic where you want someone that's overall all around best. Can I can I get somebody that 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 will be an interesting pick for me because he never got a complete chance to show how good he can be on all levels of the decathlon. Okay. And I'm I'm going to go Kofi Kingston here. And bear with me for a moment with this. Now, of course, we have seen Kofi's personality come out as far as his comedic. Kofi also has great athleticism in the ring. He may not have the best drop kick, but he does have enough submission moves and finishing moves where he's legit that if you want a world championship match with him, he has it. Kofi's best feud came against Randy Orton where it showed his serious side, but they did not give it enough chance for it to develop to see where he could go as a singles wrestler. And I think uh, he has the most opportunity that if he was to get a championship run, as a world title contender, I think Kofi could really show what he could do. It's an interesting argument. Two chains? Um, I feel like I'm taking a short answer here, but I honestly do believe that this person is all around one of the best talents um, in wrestling. And I believe it's Dolph Ziggler. Um, one, because he is um, formally trained as a wrestler. Um, he's one of the best technical wrestlers in the WWE. He's been over as a face. He's been over as a heel. He's been a world champion twice. Um, he's had the biggest pop in WWE history with his money in the bank cash in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked with managers. He's worked with new talent, uh, Big E. Uh, he's worked in a tag team. Um, he really hasn't flawed anywhere. The biggest, the biggest thing that you really got to respect about him is that chance, or was it Vince, I'm sorry, that didn't give him a chance because they were fearful of his injury. Uh, this guy hasn't been injured since AJ, a, AJ Lee has been active in the WWE. So, and he works indie shows. He works indie shows as if it's his last show ever, which um, you know, Aaron's going to find out soon when we see him. And as I see them, you know, you're thinking like, oh, it's an indie show that just take day off. You know? No, he went out there and he put on the clinic and he mm-hmm. had a fan reaction. He went out to talk to the fans. Like he's a stand-up dude all the way around. Not to mention, too, he's a um, he was a good play in Total Divas. And to be honest, the other thing about him too, it's rare that you catch him kayfabe. He just seems to be himself the whole entire time, you know. Right. So Don't I you... really respect him as a wrestler, um, as a wrestler in the business, as a wrestler, period, and as a fan of the, of the person. Those are both really interesting picks. I wouldn't have gone there, but I, I can see the argument to be made. My my initial reaction is to say Seth Rollins just because he is probably, while he doesn't have a belt around his waist right now, he's probably just at the peak of his 
initial powers right now in terms of in-ring, in terms of promo, in terms of just every segment he's in. You could put him in a 20-minute match or a 15-minute mic segment, and it's going to be pretty good every time. Mm -hmm. And you could kind of say on a smaller scale that his comparison outside of WWE is Jay Lethal. Everything Jay Lethal does, it tends to be pretty good. Good point. So those are my two picks. I know Jay Lethal, um, the Friday of SummerSlam weekend, is working against Adam Cole. I kind of think he's going to be dropping that title to Adam Cole here pretty soon. Um, he's going on two years with that title. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Well, he won it, it last June, so it's, I think it, we're going on about 14 months now. 14 months, okay. I was about, I was about to say, it's been like longer than two years. Damn, it's only last June? Yeah, it was at Best in the World against Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe. Right, Briscoe. That was a, a great match, by the way. Mm-hmm. Watch that on pay-per-view. Um, well, that's that's the uh, the kind of the wrap-up for our Wrestling Olympics. This was kind of a fun exercise. I think it's getting us warmed up for version two of our um, of our NFL Wrestler Podcast episode. We did yeah. episode the first version last year where we picked which wrestler or stable or tag team equated best to each football team as they entered the upcoming season. For the NFL, we'll probably be doing that again here. Well, football preseason starts tomorrow. You got the Packers and the Colts in Canton, Ohio, after the induction. Um, yeah, Patriots play on Thursday against the Saints for preseason. And it's live on the NFL Network. Oh, is it? That's good. Yes, it is. Thursday, 7 o'clock. My Niners are live Sunday, August 14th against the te- uh, Texans on the NFL Network. Cool. The Panthers don't need to be seen on no, the NFL Network. No, no, they kidding. don't. Just kidding. No matter, they don't have to be seen on TV. I'm going to see them on Thursday against the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, cool. Awesome. Have, have fun, man. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you guys again sometime next week with the midweek episode. And then, of course, you can catch us on the weekend where we'll let you know who we think won the week between Raw and SmackDown as we head towards SummerSlam. I think we have two weeks to go. Until SummerSlam, is that right? Two weeks, yeah. Yep, two weeks from tomorrow. Which means Two Chains is getting ready to pack for Brooklyn here pretty soon for TakeOver. Yeah. All right, well, uh, this is the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Go America.